I used to drive all over town for low prices, but now I let Walmart's incredible new savings catcher do the work for me. I just enter my Walmart receipt online and savings catcher does the rest. It compares the prices I paid for items at Walmart with advertised prices from other top stores in my area. And if savings catcher finds a lower advertised price, Walmart gives me the difference on an e-gift card. Now that's my kind of work. Introducing Savings Catcher from Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash savings catcher for details. Eligible items only. Restrictions apply. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here during another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf, Season 4, Episode 7, Weaponized. I'm your host, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, June Lee. Hey, everyone. We have all the assistant editors in studio with us today, one arriving in a moment. We have Corey Trench on the couch. Good to be here. <laughs> Betsy Thompson next to me. Woo! And Amber Banzak yeah. across yeah. the way. Newcomer. And Greg Cusimano <laughs> will be joining us in just a few moments. Mm-hmm. Now, we here love the family dynamic between the crew that works on Teen Wolf. Can you guys talk about the assistant editor's pack and how together you guys fight off villainous deadlines? <laughs> and feel free to, to cross-reference Scott and his pack. Well, it's fair to say, it's fair to say that I am the alpha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that everyone else just follows me. <laughs> Is that true, ladies? I don't know. I think Corey's like the Peter. He's always yeah. up to something. He is. He's I do wear V-necks something. from yeah. time to time. The deep V. The deep yeah. V. They talked, a, they talked about the deep V at Comic-Con. One of the fans <laughs> yeah. actually asked when he was going to stop wearing V-necks. Oh, now that he's a father? I, I guess. That would make sense. <laughs> time to cover up. <laughs> time to, time to cover gonna, up. Yeah, time to down. Father for a little while. <laughs> I guess it's time to... So can you guys seriously, though, walk us through a little bit on, you know, the assistant editor's pack and how you guys do work as a team and what it is you do. I know, Amber, this was your episode, so maybe you can start us off. I mean, I think basically we kind of, uh, you know, we sort of orbit around our own episodes and our Mm. own editor, and so it's it's a little bit, as far as how we come together, I think it's more like, you know, when we're working on Nexons and Prevons and sort of, like, getting notes from each other or collaborating on how stuff should play out there Mm -hmm. um you know and that's sort of a like it's almost more like creative feedback um but otherwise it's really just it's more like a a relay race or something where we're sort of passing the (laughs) baton from like locking one episode and then you know once i'm locking then you know betsy's up next and you know that Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm. there's also a continuity that we have to keep you know so like if I have something particular in my episode that I know Amber had in her episode two episodes ago, you know, then I go and talk to Amber and I'm like, hey, like, what sound did you guys use for this? Um, 
you know, what sort of things did you do that we should also do in our episode to keep that continuity kind of going throughout. Yes. I know you do some of the sound effects <laughs> we were talking about, Bex- Betsy. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you guys do sync up those sound effects and, and as assistant editors, how you're responsible for putting those sounds in? Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of um, pretty much all. I mean, each editor and assistant work differently. Um, I know for Gabe and I, I do a lot of the sound effects. Um, and it's 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 so much fun, though, because you really have to create um, a whole environment, you know. Mm. And fights are pretty crazy and challenging. So do you get to pick those out from, like, a Teen Wolf library? Oh, yeah. We have mm-hmm. a vast library of sounds, yeah. which hasn't been organized yet. But, <laughs> but one season. Greg, Once it is. <laughs> Greg, has a, Greg has a template. That I use sometimes. That yeah. He has like different things that are all set out and it's pretty fun. But yes, there's a lot of work. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Work that goes into the sound design. We create the atmosphere in the world, as Betsy talked about. And yes, there has to be that continuity. Like sometimes there'll be a computer sound, that computer sound that Lydia's computer makes when we're breaking the code. Mm-hmm. I'll have to ask, like, okay, what is that? What does that sound like? And then you know, Gabe had something mm-hmm. that he worked on, and then we just kind of brought that over. And then levels are. Uh, sound people uh, made it their own too. I know you guys also got to co-edit a few episodes. Corey, can you talk about that? Yeah, so it's funny how like when you've worked on a show for a long time, you get an opportunity to like, okay, now here's your chance to cut if you want to. And the editors, uh, I, I think they're all ready and willing to give us that opportunity. It's such a privilege and honor to do that. And we get to like learn under them, like know their style, so when it comes to actually editing, like we'll, we'll cut some stuff and then we'll get notes from them and then kind of take the process all the way through directors and producers. And uh, and in some rare cases, we often get uh, on-screen credit for that. Wow. And uh, yeah, a couple yeah, of us. Yeah, I noticed they had credits this episode. Why was that different? Can you guys talk about that at all? Credits no, for what? Cause, okay, because I was watching online. I know mm-hmm. you do too, June. Did you mm-hmm. notice that? At the end, it really listed like all the credits out to you guys and everybody who isn't just on the main I think that's opening. always been there, but mm-hmm. I, I don't – there's like two different types of credit beds. This is getting really technical and nerdy. <laughs> but, like, there's a 52 squeeze credit and that it, – it's like literally like – 46. <laughs> 46 <laughs> or 36 36 oh 36 that is like a flash of all your names <laughs> but yeah it, it, it's always there but sometimes they don't play it depending oh, gotcha. upon well this time it looked really nice too it yeah, had like the imagery that. and everything yeah. it really stuck out so you guys got pronounced credit this episode <laughs> that's right congratulations Amber. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. so let's go ahead and talk about the episode a little bit we begin with you know that mixtape that mm-hmm. we got the week before mm-hmm. and we get to actually listen that this is instructions for how you would receive payment and mm-hmm. it is vital that you send a picture as confirmation visual confirmation mm-hmm. and styles and scott are sort of having this debate about what to do with this half a million dollars mm-hmm. in this bag and it seems like styles is like 
reasoning against giving it back to the Hales because yeah. you know what? Peter is such a bad guy. He doesn't deserve this money. And you know what? I really need my dad needs help with yeah. the Eichen House bills, yeah. the MRIs. And he's kind of like, dude, I wouldn't have had all of this all of these bills if I wasn't friends with a werewolf and like, getting, <laughs> getting, you know. I mean, they should offer to pay for it, I right? Know, because, like, <laughs> Pain and suffering. Really, it's not yeah. his fault the boy chose him. Right? You know? <laughs> this, these are just write-offs in my mind. Yeah, he writes off all those deep fees that he buys. <laughs> Peter writes off all his deep fees. That's amazing. Oh um, I bet he does. Those are very necessary for work. Um... <laughs> And and so then we also find out that you know Scott's mom is mm-hmm. gonna be losing her house if he doesn't yeah. also get this money. So, and Malia Sora asks at one mm-hmm. point in the episode to Kira, "Do you know what's in that bag mm-hmm. under you know Scott's bed?" Yeah. So they're keeping it a secret between them. Mm-hmm. They're not saying what they're gonna do with it. They're not telling anyone about it. I think at this point, you know Scott, he always does what's right, but. He's like you said last week, June. You know he's got other people to worry about. He's got yeah. his family and everyone. But you were right. I mean, like Scott wanted to. Like he was like, oh, we well, we gotta turn it in. Like yeah, we have to turn it in. So you were right. I thought he was gonna struggle more. I and you know, of course, Styles is the one that did that. So right. Well, the money is still under the bed, mm-hmm. so we don't know which way it's it's going at this point. If they're gonna use it for their families mm-hmm. or if giving it back to Peter is what they'll do. It seems like the benefactor will probably come for it eventually. Yeah. Um. So then we get us uh, to look at Satomi and her pack being dead mm-hmm. and. and Derek's bringing Brayden into the hospital, and she's shot, and he's sort of staying with her and watching over her this entire episode. So So what do you feel about that relationship? Oh, my gosh. I think it's so cute. I think um, one of our viewers had commented on, like, you know, how before, like, a couple of episodes before when, like, she was wearing the hot leather pants. I think Mm -hmm. Alyssa was on, and they were saying, like, oh, my gosh, they should definitely get together because they're very similar. You know, they're both kind of, like, wounded but tough. And I agree. I think they're very similar in that regard. It seems like Derek's always picking, like, the bad girl, though, to go after. I think he's got a little bit of a fetish. As the assistant (laughs) editor's you guys ship anyone? I just realized their their couple name would be Braidick. Braidick? I think Drayden. 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 That's right. Okay. Yeah. Drayden. I like Drayden. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, Sounds yeah. like that game with the little... People I would <laughs> ship. Uh, Gerard and Liam. <laughs> I would yeah. ship those two. All right. <laughs> Betsy, do you oh have a ship that, that you favor? Is that me? <laughs> I don't think so. I have to get that image out of my mind. That's yes. why I immediately Terrible. turned to you. Oh, uh, my gosh. Well, as I said last time, Stolinski and Melissa. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really like those two. I think yeah. that's where the fandom is concerned. What yeah. about you, Amber? Do you have a favorite ship out um, there in the I seas? Know. I mean, I I just I'm really enjoying. I mean, I like to call them Malayals, but uh, other people no. are, are saying uh, Stalia, I guess. But yeah, I, yeah. I really like uh, I really like that relationship. Mm-hmm. So I I've love been Malia's that. character. I do. She's great. Yeah. I love how she has this aggressive, unique love that you don't really get anymore in mm-hmm. general public because you know certain social aspects have scared us into not acting on our animalistic I agree. desires. And I, I like agree. that she just pounces on Styles, and mm-hmm. she has this love that she just declares for him, and she's not scared of it. And I feel totally. like 
today, so many of us are kind of scared of those feelings that we mm. never act on them, and thus far, no one's getting married anymore. <laughs> but oh, no, getting married. Yeah, I know, they, they have a very romantic relationship. It's like, even when she was mad at the end, you know, she was like, I feel like nowadays, it's kind of like, we try to be evolved people or enlightened mm-hmm. people, and like, try not to get upset, but she was like, she was upset, so she walked out, you know what yeah. I mean? So when she's feeling good, she's feeling really good. When she's feeling bad, she's feeling really bad, which I thought was so awesome yeah i love Mm -hmm. that she doesn't try to like hide anything Mm -hmm. that she's feeling i love that we get these sort of natural animal instincts that aren't wrong you know they're not wrong as a society we've sort of been like tainted to maybe hide those or like you said Mm -hmm. look at things in a more intelligent way because we're an evolved person and those things don't affect us that's bullcrap and i'm so glad that we're getting that and you know what's interesting about her character the passion runs high and the also the um loyalty runs mm-hmm. very high mm-hmm. and especially when we come to the end of the episode you really see right. how hurt she is yeah. and we can talk about that throughout yes. the whole episode you know she was saying to styles like you're gonna come back right after mm-hmm. they were all quarantined and sort of fighting to for their lives really in this mm-hmm. episode all of them were it was every death was at the doorstep for yeah. a lot of the characters mm-hmm. and we sort of got that passion like you were talking about Corey between Malia and the loyalty with Styles, and even he was like, I'm not going to leave you, I'm going to come back. Mm-hmm. And then, let's just go ahead and talk about it. At the end, she, when she does get her vision back, yeah. she sees the third half of the list, sees her name on it, and her last name is Hale. Yeah. Now, not only did Styles not tell her about her being on the third half of the list, but she also did not know her last name was Hale. Can she pinpoint at this point that Peter is her father? I mean, she knows Derek too. Not that he yeah, would be her I father, was just but that. but how can she just automatically assume I, that I, it's I Peter? I got that too. I had the same exact question. I think, I think for her, it was just a combination of like confusion and like she knew she had a lot of questions, and I'm sure she felt like Scott and Styles would think about also and probably would most likely have the answers to but still chose to keep away from her and I think that's what really got her upset is like and she felt it like she was like okay something's wrong like something is off I feel like they're keeping a secret and like she's just mad you know when you you know when you like find out like something that you just had yes. a hunch about it and, still makes you mad and it's someone who she wouldn't think would right. be lying to her i yeah. feel like this was a big season reveal for one of our characters we as an audience knew but she didn't know the character didn't mm-hmm. know and it's always we're always waiting in suspense for the character to find out something that the audience already knows and so that was huge, and she sort of mm-hmm. ran off, and I'm hoping next week we sort of get the conclusion of, obviously, like we said, she's loyal, she's going to come back and sort of have those discussions with Styles about keeping things from her, but also the fact of, I think he's scared. He was almost protecting her from Peter, yeah. you know, yeah. and he also doesn't want to lose her, so she goes off and has this other, you know, relationship with another man. I think that's also part of it. Totally. So we have the other assistant editor, Yay, Greg Cusimano, joining you. us. Sorry, buddy. We were so excited for you to get here. Yes. We were just talking about people we ship, and we were on the Styles and Malia. Is there a certain relationship that you ship on Teen Wolf? I ship on Teen Wolf. 
I'm almost 40, so what does shit mean again? It's like the relationships that you're rooting for. Corey, for some reason, thought Gerard and Liam was a good match. Yeah. Betsy and I love Perfect. Melissa and Stalinsky, and Amber was just talking about uh, Stalia, Styles, and Malia, the relationship. Um, probably, I'm still going for Derek. And, and Brayden? Not Brayden, the teacher was from season three. Oh, the Duroc, <laughs> Jennifer Blake? Yes, I want her to come back. <laughs> yeah. In the worst way. She was my favorite. Yeah. She's great. We want her to come back, too. I mean, she could. We didn't necessarily see her death death. I mean, she was crawling towards the end of her days, but it's a possibility, right? I would like yeah, that. And she was scratched, so you never know with scratches, things happen. There you go. Stranger things have happened I, on yes. Teen Wolf. I know yes. she yeah. wants to come back. back. Yes. Yes, Haley Webb is it? I Haley Webb, yes. Mm-hmm. We love Haley, so mm-hmm. hopefully she will come back. Hopefully that happens. So let's talk about the PSATs and sort of the Simon character who's bringing the test to the school. He decides to infect everyone with the ink that they have to use for their thumbprint. Now I guess this is this canine distemper disease goes through your skin. I guess it is. And we hear him playing the mixtape in the beginning, so we know that he's doing this for money. Mm-hmm. And so we already knew that he was the bad guy in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, and so everyone gets infected, gets sick, and they end up finding that the hail, they can get into the hail vault and sort of get out of the school. Mm-hmm. And Satomi ends up telling Derek, you know, about the reishi mushrooms. The mm-hmm. tea is what kept her from getting infected when the rest of her pack sort of were died because mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we end up getting that message back so Scott can get the reishi m- mushrooms to everyone and, and they're safe. But I just loved that we were in the high school and PSATs. It was PSATs. I, remember those. I hated yeah. those. Yeah. But the one girl was like, I need to take these so I can get high a scholarship. Stakes. No, it's true. Yeah. Like, when you're in high school, you think, like, okay, SATs, PSATs, well, okay, gotta go to a good school. Like, this is the most important thing in your mm-hmm. life. High stakes. It's also good to show, like, in their everyday lives, mm-hmm. not just the supernatural world, but right. their everyday lives, there yeah. are high stakes. And that, Teenagers can relate to that. And of course, we could all relate to that. Yeah, and you I know? love it. I love it when Scott's like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, if we don't die, I would like to go to a good a college. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. I, I like that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I also want to talk about Lydia and her going back to the lake house because we had Rusty on last week, and he mm-hmm. was sort of talking about that white room that we love, and we still mm-hmm. don't know exactly why it was soundproofed mm-hmm. and what happened in that lake house, but we do. You see that mm-hmm. Lydia is sort of asking Meredith for help. She apologizes that she couldn't help her. And then she finds this picture of Meredith being in that room from, it seems like a long time ago, considering the picture's black and white. Mm-hmm. Can you guys talk to us at all about either that scene or that white room and what 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 that's like? Did you guys get to visit the set when they built yeah, that? or like why Meredith was in there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give us any spoilers. Yeah. It's all a mystery. Yeah. Just keep watching. Stay My tuned. last week is this week, so no. I did actually visit the set um, yesterday. Wow. I was, yeah, because I was uh, on set, and it's funny because, you know, we have so many tin sets, like tin Lots of tents sets. That is. And what does that Ten, mean? Tent sets? No, I'm sorry. We just have a lot of sets. Okay. Um, and there's a big sign on the door that says, wipe your feet before you enter. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and that will not be in any other 
uh, because it's the white room. Yeah, it's just the white room, and it's the nice carpet and everything. And, yeah, the Stanley Kubrick room, as yes. it's called. Mm-hmm. Yes, by the crew. So, <laughs> is there actually is this like a four room walls? I know they need to shoot. So, is there one wall that's missing? How does it look? Because I I feel like we've seen all the walls in this room, but I know to shoot, you guys need to probably take down one of the walls. I, I so that how they, does that work? I believe they do remove the walls. Am yeah. I right on? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it has four walls right now. So. Yeah, hmm. but they customize know. all these sets so they can do whatever they need to do. Like, yeah, remove a wall, shoot there, and then maybe you know. they go through the ceiling, like go through the top. <laughs> yeah, just drop a camera. Drop yeah. the camera down. No one else is there. Just yeah. dropping a camera. Throw a GoPro down, down there. <laughs> Throw a GoPro. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about. So Solinsky says, you know, I think there's more killers than the orphans in town. So he mm-hmm. kind of knew that this Simon guy was also contracted from the benefactor. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see even more people from the town being, you know, persuaded by this money? Because it seems like everyone's having money problems at this point. Right. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. And that and the one that was attacking um, Satomi and Derek, I. The blonde she, in the is hospital? Is another orphan? I don't think she's an orphan. I think she's somebody else that we don't know mm-hmm. who's obviously like, on the wrong side, mm-hmm. possibly doing this for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, it seems like Satomi killed her. Or yeah, is Satomi she... did kill her. But I was just wondering, because like, she kind of looked like around the same age as Garrett and Violet, you know. Right, so she could be yeah. another lingering orphan mm-hmm. that we never met with no family. No. <laughs> I don't know. I, I remember seeing, there's like some scary movie about like orphans. And so I really liked that we've got this human quality in the villain this season in Teen Wolf because it reminded me of this like very it might have been called the orphan or something this this or the orphanage I think is what it's called this film and it's really scary and this the fact that we have orphans as villains this season like remind me of that and it is mm. very scary mm-hmm. someone who grew up sort of without guidance mm-hmm. you know without that right and wrong and perhaps was guided down a darker path that's mm-hmm. something that's very scary because mm-hmm. when you come out and nurture it's really like what you're told is how the world works that's what you have to believe because you're coming out here with like no belief system right so if you don't have that parental guidance and you're guided down like a darker path i Mm -hmm. definitely feel like you're capable of doing you know the acts that we saw these orphans do with sort of no remorse and and Mm -hmm. no feelings towards it yeah so I like that we have these sort of human villains this season in Teen Wolf. I, I really liked, uh, I really enjoyed uh, Simon also this this past episode. Like, James Urbaniak mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. such a great job. I was really mm-hmm. sad to see him to die see at the die. end. I was like, no, yeah. can't we just keep him around for a few more episodes? <laughs> it oh, seems oh, like God. the villains are so, like, episodic this season. I feel like each episode, and I like that, we sort of get, like, a monster of the week yeah. this season. And so it's different yeah. because we have no idea yeah. who the the benefactor is well you know that's not true we actually do know who the benefactor is you guys do yeah we do and, and i heard earlier we were talking about how it might be a, a certain will wallace the will effector yes he's the writer's assistant on team wolf and we yes we call him the will effector he's the least likely <laughs> to be the benefactor. benefactor but he knows everything so it could be him. It could be him. We I have mean, a lot of guesses. I mean, we were trying to decide if it was someone we knew, like Chris Argent, who clearly has reason to want this money be or, you know, to mm-hmm. um, want all the supernatural creatures dead because he's mm-hmm. sort of lost everything. And when right. you lose everything, that means, you know, people mean everything to you. If you lose everyone around you, 
what left do you have? Who mm-hmm. are you going to share your life with? What does anything mean if it's yeah. just you? Mm-hmm. So it, we said that it makes sense that it could be Chris, but it seems like in the previews that we got from next week, he's sort of hunting down the benefactor himself. So maybe mm-hmm. it's not Chris. Yeah. Um, and well, we're not sure if it's one of these going to be one of these new characters, one mm-hmm. of these new monsters of the week, or mm-hmm. if it is someone that we've already been introduced to. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I love all of the comments and, you know, the dialogue that goes on online. And they were like, okay, well, you know, the benefactor had really big feet. So it has to be, it has to be somebody who's really tall. So okay. it has to be either... Shaquille O'Neal is the benefactor. <laughs> <laughs> the interweb solving Teen Wolf mystery by shoe size. He's an actor. But you know what? That's not a bad way yeah. to do it because I know that's how, like, Kazam investigators... Is the Benefactor. Who? Kazam. <laughs> um, what was that Space Jam movie? I love that. Movie. Oh, that, that was Michael Jordan. Yeah, uh, that was Michael Jordan. Okay, um, I think it's just because they said like Kazam, Shazam. I don't know. <laughs> um, but but getting back to Team Wolf, seriously, they do go in and measure footprints and look at shoe well, prints yeah. whenever they're just trying to figure out who the murder mystery is. So mm-hmm. that's not bad. Looking at the fact that this uh, mm-hmm. creature has big feet, yeah. but they could just like Alyssa said. That um, they may only have one shoe in right. Beacon Hills, and it's only one size, so it could maybe be anybody's. Right. But then, like, <laughs> I, I mean, like... <laughs> that was Alyssa's... There's one shoe in the entire town? That's what she said. They only saw one shoe, so it could really be anybody. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I kind of like okay. that. <laughs> I know, and we Greg, just, what do you think about that? Sure. What size shoe is it? What brand of shoe? That's is what it? we're asking you guys. <laughs> Tell it's you guys. definitely Nike. It's definitely Nike. <laughs> what are the clues are for this season? It's black. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like this they're, black boot. They were saying that um, you know Papa McCall is obviously very tall. Mm-hmm. And you know. he's not been around very much. Yeah. And we heard that maybe due to him being on another show, or it could be that we're just getting him in glimpses so that he doesn't right. seem like mm-hmm. he could be the benefactor. But we really don't know what his motive would be. But the thing is, it's like when he, okay, there's a couple of, you know, things. Like when he goes to Styles and is like, hey, mm-hmm. you have to go tell Scott, like, something about the vault and the reishi mushrooms. And he was just like, okay, go. Like, he wasn't even like, I'm going to come with you. Like, he literally just shot this guy in the head. You know what I mean? He saw his blood all over his face. And, like, he was just kind of like, just go. Like, go. And it's just like, wait, does he know that Scott's supernatural? I don't know. That was just so weird to me. Yeah. Very weird to me how he was just kind of like, like, I was expecting him to go with him. Like, you know, try to find Scott and everybody together. He did his task. I guess his job was over. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, can you guys remind us, does his father know at this point that he is supernatural? Because we really haven't had a sit down between the two of them. I think Mm -hmm. he does know about some of the supernatural in the town, but I'm not sure how much uh, Papa McCall knows at this point because we don't see him. Are you guys allowed to comment on his knowledge of the town at all? No, I don't don't think we... It's pretty unclear anyways, yeah. Yeah, it's really unclear at this point, but I I feel like he has talked with Stilinski about it because when he was coming to replace Stilinski, Mm -hmm. they sort of... Um, figured out that last mm-hmm. season together, and they did reveal some to him. But, you know, he was supposed to be there for Scott this season and really fix that father-son relationship. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen him do that. So mm-hmm. it, it's not clear why he's really back in town or how much he knows about anything. So hopefully we'll get some clarification moving forward so we can eliminate him from our 
pool of who we think the benefactor I, is. Yeah, I don't think he's a benefactor. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, especially because um, there were other, you know, conspiracy theories saying that he's going to find out that Scott's a werewolf and he's going to be like, okay, like, who bit you, son? And he's going to be like, oh, this guy named Peter. And he's going to go to Peter and, like, be like, you turn my son into a werewolf and try to, like, kill And there'll be, Peter. like, this western standoff in the middle of the desert yes, with Papa McCall and Peter. Peter is going... <laughs> but, but, like, Peter is going to wind up killing Papa McCall and because of that, they think that Scott's going to just go crazy on Peter. Mm, I would actually really like yeah. that if yeah, that happens sense to me yeah that yeah. makes sense I, yeah. I like that theory of scott having another reason to kind of go well, against peter yeah peter mm-hmm. yeah because peter's sort of in the story he's not in the story he's got these power mm-hmm. motives he's not there but mm-hmm. he always is like doing something he's got an agenda that we're not clear about yeah. until really like the end of the season well going back to scott's dad shooting the chemist how interesting is it that Scott's whole thing is no killing, like mm-hmm. cannot kill, and yet his his, dad his father had, had to take the shot because Styles is going to die. Like, right, but did he have to kill him? He could have shot him in the leg or something. That's right. always what I thought. I've always thought in my head. An interesting question. <laughs> I have yeah, those I have those hero thing. moments uh-huh. in my head where I'm like, if something happens and I have a gun and I have to shoot someone, I'll just shoot him in the leg, right? Or I'll shoot him in the hands or all their legs and hands. <laughs> all right, remind me to not have a, a gun no, but, near you. But, but because I don't want to kill them is my thought. Because right. we always see on TV and we see in the news that, you know, when someone's attacking the villain of the crime story or you know they normally take a shot at them that kills them so i'm like all right that gets us nowhere so (laughs) if i was ever in that situation i'm always thinking in my head you know not a fatal wound so but clearly that's not scott's dad's process it's it's such a close range too. i mean could you really have you know just taken him out with a knee shot he's still so close to styles if he wanted to i think he wanted to be sure i think you're right with that amber is that he wanted to be sure but yeah what would scott do in that situation i don't know well, I think he, because you yeah. could kind of see the trigger starting to be pulled. I mm-hmm. think it was just sort of like a, he knew he had to yeah, eliminate yeah. it right away. Yeah. And not just injure no him. No hesitation. Yeah. I agree with that. Although, I hear that shots to the leg are actually more fatal than shots what? to what? Yeah. Why the chest. Because all the, uh, you the have a lot of veins, arteries. arteries. Oh, because then legs. you would bleed. Death. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he shot so, him in the head, right? Well, yeah, that is yeah. more fatal. But but <laughs> she's saying the fatal. leg shot is more uh, fatal than the chest. Yeah, you gotta rate yeah, that yeah, as yeah. a pretty yeah. bad wound. So, yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about before we get into interview questions with you guys. I want to roll into predictions first, mm-hmm. so we can sort of get the show predictions out of the way, and then talk to you guys about you know what brought you to this wonderful town of Beacon Hills and Los Angeles. <laughs> yes. Well, I just want to give credit to Jackie Campbell on YouTube which was the one that predicted that Scott's um, dad is going to be killed by Peter. Oh yes, yeah. that's important. And I think she also said that because uh, after there's like some, you know, 
you know, morning that, you know, Stalinsky's going to kind of come in and, like, you know, take care of Melissa and Scott. Ooh, and, and we'll, I would we'll like that. we'll see that in season yeah. five. I, I agree think, with that, because Papa McCall has got to be out of the pitch, picture yeah. in order for Melissa and Stalinsky to get together. Mm-hmm. And Stalinsky's got to take that ring off. Yeah, she put it on come. somebody else's finger. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, so we clearly see that Derek and Brayden, it looks like they kiss next episode. So I'm excited Yay. for that because I believe Megan Tandy, is it? Is actually joining us next week, I think so. Oh my gosh, yeah. how exciting. So we'll be Yay. able to talk to her about what that's like, those I'm sure kisses. It uh, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like Scott's dying on a hospital table next episode. Hmm. So, and I see Mama McCall all like crying and upset, of course. But, I mean, to our knowledge, that's not possible because he normally heals. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on there. If, yeah. you know, another monster of the week has gotten to him, why he lost his power, or if or, this is just a dream sequence. Oh, my gosh. What if he, Scott is on the table because he's hurt, but who's actually dead is Papa McCall. <laughs> and the reason why Scott's hurt is because he got into a fight with Peter. Because... It could be, yeah. but I heard, like, you know that sound whenever the heart stops beating the dun? We kind of oh, got a little bit of that next week in the episode I, I heard it. So I I'm see. not sure. Hopefully I that's just a bad Hopefully that's a bad dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to see the mute next week, which I thought was dead, but hmm. apparently Peter's really bad at killing people. Because <laughs> it seems like he's back, which I loved that's the so mute. Funny. So if the mute's back, awesome. I am up for that. So let's go ahead and get into a few questions for you guys because we're so excited that you were able to join us. I know. And we're always sort of interested in what aspects from your childhood sort of brought you to the industry and then also how you got on Teen Wolf. I know we talked to Corey about this before and I just love his story because he used to actually sell comic books to yes, his parents. That's right. And <laughs> when he was younger. Yes, for a dollar. For a dollar. And and so he sort of knew, you know, that his destiny was in California, editing and working in the industry. And telling stories. But um, just how I got on Teen Wolf as a new story, uh, basically what happened was I worked on Punked, MTV's Punked, when they brought it back with Justin Bieber and all that. So they brought it back for season nine. And um, the post-supervisor of that show, uh, Tara Abrams, who is the wife of my editor, Ed Abrams, had recommended me uh, to come in for an interview because they needed a new assistant on uh, season two of Teen Wolf. And I interviewed with Ed, and then here I am. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Really, really awesome. So she must have saw your work ethic, and in in her mind, she thought you could definitely handle the job and wanted, you know, to lend a hand to someone who she saw was very talented. Super grateful for for the opportunity, yeah. And what about you, Greg? Like, what got you into the industry? Maybe something as a child? Were you selling comics to your family members as well? Or? I was not. I was one of those kids that watched movies over and over uh, and over and over and over again. What was your favorite movie that you were watching over and over? Wide Phases. Um, was, oh, my God. That's totally me. Was it you? Yeah. Um, I started off with uh, NeverEnding Story, which I oh, watched until my one. tape was destroyed. <laughs> and then I actually recorded uh, Empire Strikes Back off the, on a VCR. Oh, um, nice. And I watched that until it was destroyed. <laughs> and then that was all th- through my adolescence. And then high school, I got into uh, Highlander was my, one of my favorite well, movies. This show, there was a show, too. Do you remember well, the I show? I fan of the show. Mm. But Russell Mulcahy directed yes, Highlander. And it was a great privilege to work with Russell Mulcahy because it's like 
one of my favorite movies of all time. Aww. Definitely. And did then, you tell him about this that I, you used to watch it when you were younger? I did. I don't think he noticed. But, <laughs> 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 Bring it to his but attention. <laughs> yeah, on the last season of Teen Wolf, I will go to him with a poster from Highlander, ask him to sign it because right now Perfect. I'm too embarrassed too. But the last, my, my very last day of Teen Wolf ever, I will ask him to sign a poster. <laughs> That's for awesome. Aww. I'm sure he will. And then, so what sort of brought you to Teen Wolf? Uh, Teen Wolf was uh, through Alyssa Clark. I mm-hmm. knew her personally, and then actually, all my my entire career to Alyssa. Wow. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I was struggling. I've been in L.A. for 10 years. I was struggling. I couldn't find a job. And then I was about to go back to New York. She said, no, 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 give me one month. I'll find you a job. And she got me on Top Chef. That's and awesome. I was, on, I was at Magical Elves and Top Chef for about two years. And then she got me on season two of Teen Wolf as a six-week f- fill-in. And I've been there ever since. That's great. Wow. So obviously, yeah. again, they noticed your work ethic and wanted you to stick around. Yeah. That's great. So you're part of Alyssa's pack. I'm, I'm part of a pack. That's awesome. I guess she's the alpha. Alyssa <laughs> <laughs> strikes me as an alpha. She definitely does. Yeah. I think Alyssa's coming back with us next week, too. We Yay. love Alyssa. And so what about you, Amber? What were you doing maybe as a child that sort of led you to this industry? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, my dad teaches cinema. Um, I was definitely, like, raised... You know, watching a lot of movies and and you know talking so a lot cool. about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, and I've always had kind of a, a werewolf obsession. Um, <laughs> so, like, The Wolfman was one of my favorite movies That's when I was awesome. a kid. And I grew up watching a lot of like old movies and mm. and um, yeah. So, I mean, that sort of I think that made it easier for me to you know decide that I wanted to edit and work in this industry of kind of feeling like I had my dad's support did you, yeah did your you dad know? support it because Absolutely, so many parents yeah. out there they tell their kids you know get a business degree do something that you Wait, know I you're going to get a so do I <laughs> <laughs> so do I but I have I have a business degree but I also have a screenwriting and film degree yeah. you know that was my backup plan which mm-hmm. I'm glad I did get the business degree because it does like they said it takes a while to find mm-hmm. your place in the mm-hmm. industry and it normally happens from someone you know finally giving you that chance. Mm -hmm. But it's nice that your parents supported it because so many parents are like, that's not a realistic dream, moving to California and working in the movies. It's just not. Mm -hmm. So it's great that you had their support. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, my dad's always saying, like, you know, basically that the entertainment industry always thrives where he's like, well, even look at, you know, during the Depression or whatever. Like, it's like entertainment's, you know, a pretty viable Mm -hmm. way to go. So What school did he Um, teach at? Uh, he taught at my high school, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. so high nice. School. Yeah, we had yeah. no film classes at my high school. I know. I didn't realize how, yeah, how lucky I was. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> and then, so how did you get to Teen Wolf? Um, and in this lovely pack of <laughs> editors? Uh, Lisa Clark. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, alpha too. A lot of, a lot of Alyssa name dropping. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, are you a I beta? Actually, I met, <laughs> yeah, I met Alyssa, um, at a party on the west side. She used to live across the street from my sister actually so it was oh, sort of okay. a like oh hey like we live across the street in Echo Park um, nice. and so we ended up starting to chat and it was like oh you know I was assistant editing and wanted to be on a TV show and, and basically we became friends and she kind of guided me and helped me get some reality gigs initially and then when this opened up uh, you know hit me up and was like wow. hey we've got a spot that's so. awesome what an amazing like mentor <laughs> yeah awesome. this is yeah. very cool <laughs> I had no idea yeah well I'm excited because she's coming back next week so we have to yeah. talk to her about apparently she's uh, just she's like orphanaging she's like mother of an orphanage <laughs> of editors kittens she and assistant editors she, <laughs> she rescues them all has she like come back and asked for a favor yet has she like given you if she's a benefit 
factor here? Is she sending you guys off on missions? Kitten videos? <laughs> yeah, kitten Kill videos. Kill kittens. Kitten videos. We, do, we do her cat videos for her. For her uh, kitten rescue? rescue. Kitten rescue. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That's so funny. Yeah. That's, that's great. So she's the benefactor for kittens. Mm. She needs visual confirmations on the kittens that you guys send her. The catafactor. The catafactor. Yeah. I like it. Exactly. And, and you, Betsy, so I think we sort of talked about it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What sort of brought you to the industry and then to Beacon Hills as well? Um, Alyssa Clark. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually grew up watching a ton of TV. I mm-hmm. love TV. And um, and I spoke about last time how I grew up in Wilmington where mm-hmm. they filmed Dawson's Creek. And so oh, I yes. watched them film that and I was very interested in that. Um, was that your favorite show? Um, at, at some point, because I was actually, um, I was a freshman in high school when they were a freshman in high school. Oh, wow. So it That's was always nice. Yeah. Very kind of relatable. Like grow up together. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also loved Friends. Um, oh, yeah. And there was actually a behind the scenes video of Friends where they were showing all the, how they do all the Foley and oh, ADR cool. and stuff like that. And it was all behind the scenes post production. And I was just like, this is so neat, you know? I was like, I would love to be able to do that one day. And I think it's just always sort of piqued my interest, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and so here I am. That's awesome. Yeah. And then how did you get on Teen Wolf? Um, I kind of wasn't kidding. Alyssa Clark. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Did you just really? email her and she happened to have a spot available at the time? Or? It's a little more complicated. I was actually um, Alyssa Clark and Gabe and Kim um, and Blaine, our post-producer, mm-hmm all work together on um, making the band a long, oh, a long cool. time yes, ago. Oh, yes, we love that show. And some of the other people they worked with uh, kind of split off and went a different way, and then they kind of all stuck together and did um, Teen Wolf, and this group over here did other shows. Well, I actually ended up working with that other group oh. um, for like three or four years, and but I always wanted to be inscripted, and they all knew it. So when uh, Gabe was looking for an assistant... Um, they recommended me to oh, them. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, and so I interviewed with Gabe, and we really hit it off. And so I kind of do owe it to Alyssa. Wow. Yeah. So um, <laughs> she really, three she... of the four of us. That's really funny. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Well, before we head out, maybe you guys can just give advice to people who want, who are at home watching this show, and you know they want to come to California and they want to work in the industry. It sounds like from your stories that you should just be really nice to your coworkers who you work on whatever job you work mm-hmm. on with them. Work hard. And work hard work and hard. prove yeah. that you're a good coworker worker from uh, what it sounds like i would say the one thing that impresses people a lot um especially when you're starting out um and probably when you still keep working in this business is show up early when, mm-hmm. whenever you start the day like people really do notice that, mm. that you show up like you know an hour early or something like that mm. uh and then also just like wanting to learn willing to learn like i want to know more like show me how to do stuff or like learn on your own that kind of thing just having a drive and willingness mm-hmm. to do whatever um, I think so. there is a truth to the, you know, getting along with people that you work with because mm-hmm. you really never know when your next, where your next job's coming from. You know, it can be anyone that you're working with um, could be the next job that you would have because, you know, we go typically, I mean, Teen Wolf has been a pretty constant job, but as freelancers, you know, we jump from job to job pretty often. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. 
other than Teen Wolf, which has lasted a very long yes, time now. Yes, that's awesome. But, and um, you guys are renewed for a season yeah. five, so we're mm-hmm. all very excited about that, as I'm sure you guys are as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What about you, Amber? Um, do you have any advice? I mean, yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with, you know, being being positive, being pleasant to work with mm-hmm. uh, will never hurt. Um, and I just think, you know, being yourself and following your, your own passion and your own curiosity mm-hmm. uh, will always lead you in the right direction. Definitely. Greg, you got any last words for our crew at home? Also, do more. Like, if your job yeah. is a certain thing, always volunteer to do extra. And people always notice that. Like, they show a little bit of initiative and ambition. People are like, oh, this guy wants to learn. Let me teach him something. Yeah. People love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so true. And know Alyssa Clark. Apparently, <laughs> apparently <laughs> if you don't know Alyssa Clark, find yeah, a way to her. Get to know Alyssa yeah. Clark. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Yay. It's been so much fun having you guys in the studio. We love the family dynamic that you guys as a crew bring in every week. And maybe if we could just go around and you tell us if you have a Twitter where the fans can follow you at. Corey, can you start us off? Uh, so I, my Twitter is Corey Trent, C-O-R-E-Y-T-R-E-N-C-H. And my website is cinetreefilms.com. Um, yeah. Check out my latest film, Yay. and I made a Project Greenlight submission. It's called the Stand Up. Vote for it. Don't vote. Don't vote for Greg's though. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Greg, I'm, you I'm do also, also. going for Project Greenlight. It's, <laughs> it's called Undocumented, and hopefully it'll be done by Friday's due date. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Do you have a Twitter or anything we can follow you on? I'm almost 40. I don't have a Twitter. Sorry. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know how to use it. <laughs> what about you, Amber? Um, Any project or Twitter handle? Yeah, uh, I'm at, at Amber the Bamber. Uh, Ooh, I Twitter. like that. <laughs> Amber the Bamber. Um, and uh, I also have uh, an EP on Bandcamp, uh, Clamber wow. Standback oh, is cool. my uh, MC name. So, yeah, you can check that out, too. Awesome. (laughs) And June? Oh, yeah, Amber's a rapper, and I've gone to a show, and it's awesome. And her song is, like, stuck in my head. I love her stuff. You guys should definitely check it out. Um, You guys can find me on Twitter, MissMS underscore June Lee. And you guys can also check out my blog on Tumblr, um, AmazeTV, A-M-A-Z-TV. Awesome. And, Betsy, where can we follow you? Um, TeenWolfPostProduction.tumblr.com. Awesome. Yeah. I'm at Cinematic Escape. You can check out my blog, Cinematic Escape. Also, thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Yay. Thanks, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 